Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Angie, Estimate Rocket, and Paint Supply. Welcome to Women in Paint. I am Michael Cheney, the owner of No Drip Painting, where we are changing lives through paint. And today we are coming off the heels of our conversation with Maggie Kuiper from Harpath Painting. And we talked all about uh, goals and numbers and some things, honestly, that are quite scary. Um, and in that conversation, we talked about how one of the foundational pieces of understanding our numbers is doing job costing. So you guess it today, we are going to talk about job costing. And what I'm going to do is share with you our process at No Drip Painting. I'm going to show you the spreadsheet we use. We're going to talk about why we need to do job costing and how important it is. And really, it's, just, it's an essential piece to running your business and understanding where your business is. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right in and we are going to get started. So let's first talk about what I'm going to discuss today. And that starts with what is job costing? Well, uh, it's uh, pretty simple, but we're going to dig right into it. Uh, why we should do job costing? Uh, most importantly, how to do job costing, some of the tools and technology that is out there. We'll talk briefly about setting goals and then, of course, some additional resources to help you on your way. So anytime we discuss money or numbers, I think it's important to bring the awareness that it can be scary. I personally believe uh, that there's a lot of deep-rooted uh, things here that play into whether we do or whether we do our numbers, if we are afraid to do our numbers, why we don't do them. I think often it's it's rooted in some fear, and so I just want to bring the awareness to the conversation that if you're not doing your numbers and you're not understanding how each job performs. I think it's important to maybe ask the question: Is there some fear behind that? If you can understand. Uh, the fear, then the challenge becomes to dive into where that fear comes from. But what I find from talking to folks, often the the fear of understanding the numbers and seeing right in your face where your business is, is enough to prevent us from doing it. I know for a long time, the fear is what got me and kept me from progressing in this area of being a business owner. Okay, in short, what is job costing? The truth is, Job costing and how you do job costing is relatively a simple concept. Essentially, you're just organizing your numbers per job so you can understand how your business is doing. It really is that simple. Now, why do we do job costing? I think if you can really wrap your head around why and the importance, it might just give you the motivation you need to tackle this uh, big piece of being a business owner and uh, understanding really the health of your business. So 
knowing the health of your business is essential. Once you can remove the blinders and see where you're at, then I believe you can start applying other things like strategy and, and even then setting goals, right? So measuring your performance. When we talk about job costing, we are talking about it in terms of per job. So the idea is that you understand you can measure your performance per each job. The other thing about measuring performance as you grow and you have employees or teams, maybe you're a sub-model, maybe you're an employee model, it really doesn't matter. But at some point, you're even going to want to be able to measure the performance of individuals or teams. Job costing is going to allow you to do that. Understanding your pricing. Man, this is a big one. Often the questions that surface have to, have to do with pricing, with estimating, with, with creating a quote for your customer and the pricing piece, it's a tough one. There aren't many manuals out there that just list the pricing. Now, I will tell you that the PCA has a manual. I have it. There's actually two of them. And it's a great jumping off point. But here's what I'll tell you about pricing is that it really is more of an individual based formula. What I mean by that is our goals at No Drip Painting, where we are mostly residential repaint and high-end work with remodelers, our pricing is going to be different than the person, you know, in another state that is more concerned with volume, right? If you're volume-based and you want to turn and burn, you're going to have a different pricing structure than someone like me at No Drip Painting where we are focused on quality, right? Our pricing is going to be completely different. We aren't volume-focused. We want jobs that have uh, a hefty price tag on it, and, and, and then we do less jobs, right? But we're charging a high dollar amount, so the less... Uh, the smaller amount of volume works for us. So understanding your pricing is essential and job costing can help you do just that. Of course, setting goals in order to increase revenue. Uh, Maybe you want to lower what you're spending on materials. Maybe you want to lower your labor rate. Who knows what it is, but you're not going to know what that goal is until you see how you're doing on each project. Last but not least, saving money. When you understand what's happening on each job, you can take that, you can compare it to your P&L, which we won't get into today. Uh, P&L is your profit and loss statement. They go hand in hand, but this will allow you then to come up with a goal to save money. All right, how to do job costing. Again, it's relatively simple. You're literally just subtracting all of your expenses from your profit. Here's another way to say this. You're gonna add up your materials, your labor, all of the things that would fall into the expense category of a job, and you're gonna subtract that from how much you're charging the customer. It really is that simple, okay? And to help us, there's tools and technology to do it. Now, I'm kind of of the mindset of, you know, work smarter, not harder. We don't need to reinvent anything. There's a million tools out out there, but we keep it simple. Use an Excel spreadsheet, use Google Sheets. We often use Google Sheets at No Drip Painting because it's easy to share within the team, easy to make up updates. Of course, we've also got 
accounting software, QuickBooks, FreshBooks. You can use those uh, so, you know, different accounting software to partner uh, with some of the spreadsheets that you're using, okay? So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna actually show you our spreadsheet that we use in Google Drive, Google Sheets, that's what we use. And if you want a copy of this, just shoot me an email. My email address is at the end of this presentation and I will be happy to share what we do. So I'm gonna review in detail what, what we're doing here. So uh, this is for July, okay? This top portion is for the entire month, okay? And then below that, we've got each job. As you can see, we've got the job name, okay? We've also got the team that did the job and then we've got the amount of the project. Okay, um, and I've got three different jobs here that you can view. So I'm gonna start at the very top here and we're gonna go over kind of the at the glance. And as you can see, we've got the wrong month here, but that's okay. Um, so here's what we've got here. So for the amount of the project, this is just adding up all of the projects we did for the month. So we did about 240,000. That's a decent month. Just so you know, our goal is to get to 300,000. And this is like, this is what we've collected. So that's the amount of all of our jobs. We're gonna go over here to materials. This is telling you what we spent on materials. So on average for the month of July, we were around 12.9% in materials. Over here for our labor cost, which is usually our big cost, right, for everyone. This is where we want to focus a lot of our attention. Uh, we were at 43.4% for labor cost. The cost of project category is just adding the both of those. So what this is saying, uh, materials and labor was about 56% of the entire job. And what this category here, which, you know, could arguably be the most important category is what was our revenue out of these jobs. So at, for the month of July, we ended up at 43.7%. So that means that 43.7% goes in the bank, 105,000. Now that has nothing to do with our overhead and the things that are going to show up on the PL. This is just per our jobs, okay? Now we've got another category over here. I'm just gonna explain briefly. We're gonna experiment on using this. And this is a way to kind of track some pro progress for our project managers. Um, I, I'm really getting focused in on, are we receiving payment less than 24 hours? Because what we're supposed to be doing is collecting payment the moment it's done. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but we're gonna start tracking how quickly we get that payment. And then of course, um, if we got a Google review, that's huge for our success. Okay. So I'm not going to touch too much on those, but I want to explain what it was. And this, we found that, you know, we want to give it a shot and just track it within our job costing after each job. So we're going to start here with salons, uh, solo salons. We're actually experimenting, taking on a few commercial projects. We know that commercial projects generally have a lower, um, profit margin. And so we're gonna start experimenting with those and as we try to expand and kind of shift with the market. But what this is telling you, again, project, team, amount of project, amount of the project that we charge, materials. Now this was a bit unique. This materials, these materials at 9.7% is a little low. We are normally between 13 and 15%. Okay, this is a little bit low, but there were some unique factors here in that the owner was providing some of the materials. Uh, so, so we just went with it. And then 
our labor costs here, which you know is a little bit high for what we want. But again, we are we do know that our uh, profit margin for commercial projects are going to go down. We are actually really happy with 41% because I believe that our commercial projects are going to end up being between 30 and uh, 35%. So um, this is a look at some particular jobs, you know, not, not jobs that were huge or anything, but in general, they turned out okay. Um, this one down here was kind of an exception or, uh, rather maybe we priced it wrong. So here, here's a good example that I want to give you. Um, our revenue was about 57%. Now that's actually high. I'm also looking here to see that our, um, our materials were a little low. So there's some factors in there that if I see these numbers, I'm going to kind of come back and look at, and maybe do a little more research into the job. Now, the revenue piece at 57%, that's great, right? We, we, we want as much revenue as possible, but I also would be interested to see is why was it so high? Um, not that we need to change anything if we can make more money, that's, that's amazing, but I would also come back and look at that. Now, there's a couple other things I wanna show you about job costing that you can't see uh, right off the bat from just looking at the surface details of the spreadsheet. There's a couple things that we do and I also want to say that for me, the idea with job costing is to get close. I don't think you have to be perfect. I think it's very uh, difficult to be exact, right? Because things happen. Um, you know, you might grab some supplies off the shelf in the office. And instead of going to say Sherwin-Williams and charging that and then looking up the PO and being able to get an exact materials cost because we do have an in-house inventory, meaning uh, in our shop, we have inventory, an inventory shelf that we pull from. That does make it difficult to say, okay, we spent 150 bucks on tape uh, at this project. So what we do is we have a formula here. You can't quite see the formula, but what it's doing is it's taking our materials cost. What we entered here was $650. But as you can see, the materials cost actually gets bumped up to $715. And this category here is what this overall at a glance reads from. Now, what we do is we take our materials costs that we can easily look up from Sherwin-Williams or wherever we've purchased the products from, we add 10% to it. Might be hard to see on this screen, but there's a formula there that adds 10% to it. So what that means is our 650 ends up turning into 750. Now the question is why do we do this? Well, we are doing this because of what I just explained about the pulling inventory from our shelves. I know based on our numbers that we generally use about 10% in sundries. Now, some jobs might use more, some jobs might use less, right? Um, but generally speaking, I feel comfortable that if I add 10% on there, then it's going to cover those items that we pulled from our in-house inventory, okay? Now, the other thing that I wanna show you is very similar to that, but it has to do with uh, labor. Okay. So we have a model of, we use some subs and we use uh, some employees. Okay. When we use employees, we have to account for the employee burden. So this example down here, I want to show you what we entered in our spreadsheet for labor 
was $1,120, okay? We pull that from T-sheets. We use T-sheets to clock in, clock out, all that good stuff. But what that doesn't encapsulate is our labor burden. Our labor burden is 20%. So what I've got built into this uh, formula is that when we enter this $1,120, what it reports for our, for our labor costs is an additional 20%. Now, you could argue, is it 20%, 22, 25? Like I said, I'm not going for exact. I'm going for very, very close. And someday we might change this and maybe it will be closer to 25%. So what this is showing is our labor burden and that is going to help us get a more exact true measure because if you're working with employees, the labor burden piece, and what I mean by labor burden is the taxes that you pay, uh, the workers comp, all the things that actually go into hiring and uh, keeping employees. So for example, if you're paying somebody 20 bucks an hour, you're really probably paying them closer to $25, $26 an hour, depending on where you live. So our job costing actually go at, it, go, it goes ahead and it accounts for that. And that's how we can get a more um, accurate number so that in the end, we kind of know where we stand, okay? So two important things to point out, and I actually have it noted up here that the materials does include the sundries. Now, if it's a subcontractor, we don't, apply that 20%, right? If we pay a subcontractor a thousand bucks, then it's a thousand bucks and they're responsible for the taxes. And really that's one of the benefits I think to working with a subcontractor. Um, okay, so setting goals for your business, how this uh, really ties into job costing. So often I talk to people and I, you know, we talk about jobs. So how'd you do on that job? Oh yeah, you know, I think we did pretty good. And it's not based on job costing. It's literally based on a feeling. And if you continue to run the business like that, you're not ever going to be able to set a goal. So the job costing is going to let you know where you currently are. Are you making money on a job? If you find that you're losing money, then it allows you to reevaluate, was my estimate off? Did something out of the ordinary happen? Did we, you know, order the wrong paint and then have to rebuy paint? Was our, were our materials costs at 30% when they should be at 15%? It's going to allow you to understand those things and then you can explore ways of fixing it. The other thing is it, it's going to help you make incremental changes. Like I'm of the mindset that you don't have to go in and revamp everything because something goes wrong. I believe if you consistently make small changes and you're dedicated to that, then that's how eventually those small changes uh, snowball into the big ones that have the huge impact. Okay. Again, job costing is going to let you do that. Last but not least, you can create a cushion for your business. I mean, Maggie and I were just talking how, you know, you can have a huge win, you can uh, sell a big job and be so excited about it. And then in that same breath, you can be, you know, uh, have a pit in your stomach because of something else that's going on in the business. I can't stress enough creating a cushion for your business, especially as you grow, is uh, so invaluable as a business owner, you know, one of the biggest things I stress about, and I have to imagine that many of you can, um, you know, this will resonate with you is the money piece. When you're responsible for other people, you're responsible for, for people's paychecks, you're responsible to pay your, your paint bill at the end of the month. 
Um, the cushion is essential for honestly your stress and just the overall well-being of your business. Let's talk about some industry standards. Now, I think it's important to talk about this with the awareness and understanding that this varies from business to business. I am presenting this from a company that is mostly residential repaints. Okay, that's a huge part of our business as well as the high-end remodels, remodelers. So what I'm about to show you might not apply to your business. If you're doing commercial, I can tell you it's going to be different. But the idea is that you have some idea because then you can set your goals. So generally speaking, in the type of work we do, the material should be about 15%. Now, what I want to say about that is this. Often, I always see people com complain about paint price. I get it, right? None of us like to pay more for paint than what we need to. Uh, especially if we know what someone down the road is paying. But a couple bucks on a gallon of paint, when materials cost is literally 15% of all of your costs, is not going to make a huge difference. You can probably make up that difference by buying better, by uh, addressing your paint costs in your estimate in a better capacity. Materials should be the least of your concerns, right? Labor, however, generally around 40%. Now, I'll tell you what, about two years ago, I was looking at my labor costs, and we were at like 56, 57%. And it was not good. Our P&L at the end, we had not hardly anything left, if anything at all. There have been years uh, that I had lost money because my labor rate was too high. That forced me, I'll say forced, uh, to take a look at the submodel. Um, now, I will say that I kind of bought into this idea that the submodel was not the way to go, that it was the easy way out. And I started talking to folks who ran the submodel and I realized that maybe there was something in it for me. Uh, there is a way to still make great impact on people's lives by using subs, right? So because my labor rate was so high and our in numbers were not looking good, it allowed me to explore different options to reduce this labor rate. And with labor rate, the goal or, uh, you know, something to shoot for would be around 40%. I was able to lower my labor rate because I made a big shift in how we operated. And that was to do a combination of employees and subs. Last but not least, profit, which is really what we're all shooting for, right? Nobody wants to do this for free. Um, and profit, of course, the bigger profit allows you to do uh, more things for people, for your team, for your customers, all that great stuff. So the goal is out of each job, profit is 40, 45%. Now, again, I want to I wanna say that this isn't, these are our end numbers. We're not making 45% at the end of the year after we pay uh, you know, all of our overhead for our vehicles, for our rent, and all of that. This is per job. And 45% for us at No Drip Painting allows us to do the things that we need to for the business, to pay for our vehicles, to pay our electric bill, all of the things, to reinvest in the business, to buy new equipment, sprayers, right? Um, one thing that we did last year that we're gonna continue to do each year is the last week of the year that we do a shutdown and all of our employees get paid. It's outside of the vacation they already get. We do a full shutdown. We want people to be with their family, be with their friends, go take a break. And because our profits were um, able to 
you know, build up over the year, we were then um, enabled to do that for our team. But I would never even know that if our job costing wasn't tracked on every single job. Now I'll show you where we were for 2022. So we end up being about 13% for materials. And again, the goal is around 15%. Now, if you're lower than that, that's great. But this is why I'm not going to harp on Sherwin Williams when they add, uh, when they up their paint price. Now, if my materials cost was my biggest concern, it would need to be my biggest uh, expense, but it's not. So you know what, if they have a, um, a price increase, I just take it or sometimes I, I don't take it, but that's for another conversation. But the point is, is that that doesn't need to uh, derail me. The bigger concern is our labor costs. So for 2022, our labor cost was 45%. Now, again, this is per job. This does not account for salaried folks, right? There are some things that the way I'm doing job costing does not cover everything. Um, but we were a little high, you know, I really want our labor costs per job closer to 40%. So that says, do we need to charge more? Um, do we need to pay people less, which is the part that I'm very hesitant on? I want to be a company that pays better than anyone. But knowing this allows me to now explore how can I decrease that labor cost. Last but not least, profit per job was 42%. I want it to be 45%. Now, we're on track for 2023 to be at the 45% mark, but it's only because I know what we did for 2022, and then I can strategically make choices and decisions to impact that, okay? Now, let's talk about additional resources. Uh, of course, we've got the women in paint sector of the PCA, but the PCA is a an amazing resource, lots of tools, lots of trainings. Uh, I would get in there and dig around and see what you can find because it's it's quite mind blowing all of the um, educational resources they have. Um, Ask a painter, Nick Slavic, we all know and love Nick and he's a big proponent of job costing. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, I asked him to share his job costing uh, spreadsheet with me and he did. And I, I was able to take that and then build my own. I do, we do ours a bit differently. We uh, have our own spreadsheet, but his ideas and the resources that he was willing to share certainly had an impact on what we've done at No Drip Painting. The paint brands. Uh, we are pretty big on Sean Williams because of all of the um, additional things they offer, right? So check with the paint brands. Many of them have their own resources and um, educational opportunities within the brand that they can help. Um, last but not least, organizations like NARI. So NARI is specific to remodelers. We are a member. We attend all of their monthly meetings and events. Uh, NARI basically uh, is a networking group that remodelers go to, and a huge part of our customer base are remodelers. Therefore, we attend those events. Uh, but you get the idea. Look for networking opportunities that are specific to your line of work. Another great one for us is women in construction, right? Um, we can find clients there. We can make connections there. We can have amazing conversations. You can meet other business owners. So I would encourage you to look at some of the additional resources. Okay. Any questions you might have, you can always reach out to me, michael at nodrippainting.com. I'll just point out the spelling of my name. It is not the traditional 
spelling of Michael. It's M-I-C-H-A-L with no E, but feel free at any point to always send me questions um, and I would love to connect with you. So that's it. That's a wrap. That's job costing. That's how we do it at No Drip Painting. If fear is keeping you from doing it, I want to give you the nudge. I want to give you the push. You can do this. Um, it's really important, I think, uh, honestly, for your own stress level, for your own development, for your own uh, leadership development. And then, of course, it's very essential for your business. You can't grow off of a rocky foundation. I have found that the hard way. And that is why I am now a huge supporter of job costing. So good luck and uh, keep me posted on how your job costing is coming along and don't hesitate to reach out until next time. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painted Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.